0: Welcome, everyone, to the Totally Awesome Podcast. It's your boy, Josh, again, and I'm joined with... Woo! Yeah. That, that's their names. Oh, that's right. Woo and yeah. That's
1: right. We're a tag team. <laughs> the
0: ex- <laughs> the exclamations.
1: That's right. If you want to know our real names, tune in on
0: Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm joined with Sean McCarty, the colonist, and Skylar Greenberg, the Bay Area brawler. And we're going to be discussing... Night one of WrestleMania 37. And Skyler's actually still in progress of watching the show as we speak. So, this That's is the first. Semi, semi live reactions, I guess.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
0: Never been done before. So, I guess we'll give Sch- uh, Skyler a couple minutes here. Sean, what did you think of night one of WrestleMania 37?
1: Well,. You know, Mr. Geddon, I honestly thought when this show was conceptualized and with the build-up of this match being and this show being absolutely horrible, Agreed. I thought that this show was going to suck. And I found myself not only just pleasantly surprised, but this is one of the most refreshing nights of professional wrestling I've seen in some time from a major wrestling promotion.
0: I agree. And honestly, uh, we're, y'all We're going to talk about your thoughts on uh, Night 2 on the Court Martial Podcast. Go uh, go subscribe. Um, I, I will say that Night 1 and Night 2 felt completely different. Like uh, Absolutely. Night 1 felt like a fun, professional wrestling show. Night 2 felt like a WWE show.
1: Yeah, I think that really is the best way to put it. Because it, it's this was... They had to have been... One Vince had to have a part of, and the other somebody else. I don't know if it was Triple H. It could have been Triple H considering how the main event went. But this was definitely a tale of two literal shows and I'm thankful that we at least got one show that we could be somewhat proud of when being defending our love of professional wrestling.
0: Yeah, and I, I think
2: the way things went with WrestleMania is that at least half of the matches of the fourteen matches of the, the two nights were really good. The majority of them were on night one, though, and probably the best matches were on night one. That's why it never had the lows that night two had, which we will discuss later on oh, in the God. podcast. Later in the yes. Week.
0: Dude, you want to talk? You want to talk night and day? Look at well, actually, actually, night one started <laughs> with a thirty-minute de- night one started with a thirty-minute delay. And Night 2 started with whatever Randy Orton and the, and the Fiend were doing. So honestly, they both had bad starts. But...
1: <laughs> well, in, but in the defense... In the defense of Night 1... In the defense of Night 1, the promos that they put in there to kill for time at least were halfway decent. Because it was mostly
0: them being them. Yeah, it was and improv. It took a while. But I loved that interaction with Bobby, MVP, and Drew. Honestly, and, does it surprise anyone that the promos leading up to that, when they had when they just had to kill time, were actually good? Does it surprise anyone because they, they weren't were scripted?
2: All they were all just told to go out there and speak for themselves and type up their matches, which is what they did.
0: Why don't they do that every night?
2: Because that's way too, way too risky.
0: Way too risky. But
2: yeah, it was but, all good. I will say this though: I found it funny that Mother Nature tried to go over WWE. Did she not watch when Vince refused
0: to play over God? I tried. <laughs> yeah. Backlash 2006, ladies and gentlemen. It was Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God. So, God had the last laugh. Well, you know, it's funny because only a month later we were in hell because of May 19th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: Oh, WWE What a time! What a time to be alive.
0: Yeah. So uh, we started the show with Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Well, well, before I gotta
1: stop you there, Mister Geddon, because you're you're skipping one of my favorite. I think easily my favorite part of the entire WrestleMania weekend.
0: Oh no. Was and it? It, is, it was Titus O'Neil.
1: It was this opening with Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> The amount of cringe, the amount of chemistry these two don't have, <laughs> was amazing. Hogan every time he took the mic, getting booed fervently. Oh yeah, and then and then the line of the entire weekend when Hulk Hogan said what, and then Titus O'Neil, without even looking at Hogan, goes, "You ain't Lil John, ho." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Titus O'Neil. Uh, this is why I love you. Titus stole the show.
1: This is why he's a main eventer for your company. Yes. This is the, this is. He had the moment of last year too, after the Firefly Funhouse match,
0: and we got that great visual of him not just knowing what the hell just happened. The look in <laughs> his eyes. For all of us, he,
1: Titus O'Neil is such a treasure do not appreciate him as much as we
0: should. No. No, we do not. So, uh, do we? can we go ahead and get into the first match? Yes. Now let's have some fun. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, um, again, we were all a little uh, perturbed that this match was opening the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and uh, what was closing the show, especially one guest on the show in particular that was slightly perturbed by the order of the card little bit. But I did think this was a very good opening match.
1: I loved this match. Uh, I, Go ahead. I thought that this match was so interesting to lead with. And in hindsight, I will admit I was wrong. I actually think that this match served its best purpose leading the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the also of the
1: matter is, is that
2: these guys, they are the first ones to get to wrestle in front of live fans, and there' was that excitement and that energy that carried it through the night because of this match. This is the one time where I'm okay with Drew McIntyre opening the show because God damn it, he looks so excited to be in front of people again.:
0: Yeah, he did. And didn't he ask for this match, like beg for this match to start the show?
2: Yes, because he wanted to be the first one to come out and wrestle for the fans. You can tell Drew McIntyre really enjoyed being at the opening of the show.
0: Yeah,
1: you, you could feel it in his promo beforehand, which, he, by the way, I thought was interesting because he was he got so antsy, and I know that he did it in kind of a babyface way, but I felt a little twinge of heel in it, like that little bit of resentment of having it be robbed from him. And I feel like they could actually use that going down the road, especially with the way that this match ended, uh, which we'll get to in a bit, but I love the way that Drew's context and
0: his gimmick is gaining depth because of going first with these fans. Can I tell you what I loved? These two mofos just suplexing each other. That was fun to watch. Just... Peeling off these huge suplexes on each other made me so happy. And I'm also so happy that Drew McIntyre finally busted out the flip on the outside. We haven't seen him do that in a while.
1: Okay.
2: Go ahead, go ahead, Sky. Everything these guys do, touch, is gold. The punches that they throw, the slams they do, all the suplexes, this is what we have been waiting to see. Two... Dominant forces just
0: going at it. Yeah. And I also love the triple uh, Future Shock DDT spot. I love Drew McIntyre's Future Shock DDT, and I wish it was still his finisher, but even though it's more of a signature move now, I, re- I love seeing three in a row. Although I will say there was one slight botch where they tried to do Drew McIntyre's uh, sit-up crunch into a head suplex off the top rope, and Bobby kind of landed on his... Leg and butt. But but uh, it, it was just like that one thing that was a little sloppy. Everything else was it was really good.
1: Well, I, I had very few nits to pick mm-hmm. in this matchup. Because these two, as Skyler described, are just consummate professionals. These two know what they're doing. Their punches look great. Everything was snug. You know, you couldn't... It looked like these two wanted to kill each other. It looked like a proper fight. Yeah, And I'm the old school guy that loves watching a proper fight and these were two hosses doing it so well the corner spear looked devastating
0: ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen sean is actually cornett's biggest fan
1: the the northern light suplex
0: yeah he busted on northern i've never seen drew do that
1: that was amazing the inverted alabama slam yeah he just god
0: this match was really good This
1: match, it wasn't even just about the spots. The storytelling was so intricate, and you could feel it. It was palpable. Even though there was some repetitious stuff, it was fine because these two are so good that you didn't even care that you saw the same spots a couple times. And the crowd was eating up everything. And the funny
2: part to me is that they reacted the way that we wanted them to react. Bobby Lashley, he was getting heat. People were booing him. Drew McIntyre was the
1: babyface, and he was getting some of the loudest cheers of the night. Yeah, it was it, the the crowd was so hot, and it was my thing was this when they they did this spot where they were trying to go up to the top rope, and Drew just kind of fell. I think you might have described it already, Joshua, but it was it was a moment where it just looked like they slipped off the top rope, but I actually really liked it because. It's probably hard to balance on top of those ropes, so it would not be out of
0: the realm of possibility in an actual fight to slip on the ropes and fall. Also... And after it rained 30 Yeah, months, I was about to say, it, it rained, rained so bad. So, of course, the ropes are already going to be slick. Yeah, and they use real ropes, which doesn't help. Yeah.
1: So, it was... But, you didn't. I didn't even care, because it actually... It was almost refreshing to see something mess up like that, which was very feasible and you know they get a pass for that the only thing i didn't like was that occasionally bobby would preempt or over anticipate what they were doing and set it up himself without like for example when they were leading up into that moment instead of drew picking bobby's leg up and over the top rope to straddle the top rope bobby kind of moved it there himself Which I know is really small and is a super nitpick, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things that kind of makes it look a wee bit contrived.
0: So, um, other than everything we just said about this match, I think we can all agree that the finish was shocking. I loved it. My jaw hit the floor. We We all were like, yeah, he's just a transitional champion for Drew. Apparently not. He he beat him semi clean with the hurt lock. I ca- I cannot I could not believe my eyes, and it was in a good way. It was in a good way.
1: And it got heat. Oh yeah. Because a lot of people, I mean, you looked at the socials of media, and they were pissed. They were like the wrong guy won. They you know they actually got heat for it.
0: And I love that we get to see more championship Bobby. Oh, yeah, me too.
1: Because I was so – as you said, uh, we were so afraid that this was just going to be transitional for Drew. But I think this honestly helps Drew in the long run because I think people would very quickly turn on him. Even though there are real fans around now or were, so fans are fickle.
0: Yeah. But, and, uh, and,
2: and to I... continue this story, the following night on Raw, uh, Drew McIntyre won a number one contendership. So this is going to be a rematch at the next pay-per-view. And after Drew won the number one contendership match, he got attacked by Bobby Lashley and his henchmen.
1: And I wouldn't even care. Honestly, at this point, even though they renamed it Wrestlemania Backlash... Oh, year, whatever God.
0: Reason, I hate that even, so much. Even though they did that,
1: I wouldn't even care if Bobby lost it at this pay-per-view. For the fact that Bobby got this moment at Wrestlemania.
0: Yeah, but... okay, Can we only talk it's about fun. that for a split second, please? Backlash has always been one of my like favorite pay-per-view names. And I love Backlash. Backlash two thousand nine is one of my favorite pay-per-views. Does it we we already know that it's the Backlash from WrestleMania? Do they think we're that dumb that they have to slap WrestleMania on top of it so we know what they're talking about? Yes. Jesus Christ. I, yes. Fuck or this company. Yes. And then that all that already makes me want to. That makes me less interested in the show just because of the the fact that they retitled it to WrestleMania Backlash. Why? I mean, we know why. Because but... why not?
1: Yeah, because they can.
0: <laughs> it's not a good. That's that's a reason, not a good reason. But so See, yeah. There's two
2: more things I want to add to this before we move on to the next match. Oh First God! One is that I got information about who helped produce these matches for both nights. This match
1: was produced by Jamie Noble and Jason Jordan. Ooh, I applaud both of them. Well done, gents.
0: Maybe that's why there were so many suplexes in this match because Jason Jordan helped put the match together. Can he put exactly. more? Ma- can he put more matches together, please? I love some. I love me some suplexes.
2: The second thing, though, and this is the thing that has gone unnoticed a bit because of the whole main and controversy thing, Bobby Lashley is the third ever African-American or black WWE champion, and he just won a match at WrestleMania as the defending champion.
0: That yep.
2: doesn't happen very often. Yep. So this is really, really big for Bobby Lashley. This is a signature match for him, and I'm glad he got his win. I know Drew, he got his win at 36. There was no crowd, so it wasn't as big as it should have been. But Bobby Lashley, this win just cements him as being the almighty one.
0: Once again, well, once again, my jaw dropped when the referee rang that bell. I was like, "No way!"
1: And, and it also goes to show that some people just bloom late. Bobby Lashley is forty-five. God, it took a <laughs> long time for him to get here, but boy, was it worth the wait!
0: I honestly never thought that he would ever be WWE champion.
1: Me either. And not only that, but you never thought he would be
2: WWE champion. And defend
0: the title at WrestleMania successfully. Yeah, so we live. We live in a strange world.
2: MVP, you the real MVP.
0: Can we just talk about this do match for? Thank,
2: do we have to say Vince McMahon?
0: No, no, because no. he also gave us some of the stuff. Because he also gave us some of the stuff that was in night two. And he also gave us this next match. Can we talk about Bobby and uh, Bobby and Drew McIntyre for fifteen more minutes instead of this next match, please?
1: No, we gotta no. we gotta give the people what
0: they want. Oh, God, and that is rage. Damn it. Okay, up next was the tag team turmoil match, where the winner receives a WWE Women's Tag Team Title match on night two. I'm not even gonna run through all the names that were in this match because half the people in this match should be ashamed of themselves. This match sucked. Just everyone else, just give their opinions because I'm just my head is in my hands right now.
1: Why don't you go first, guy? Boy, that women's division, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, well, listen, yeah. Listen, listen. None of the three of us hate women's wrestling, okay? We all enjoy watching those really beautiful, <laughs> strong female fighters kicking each other's asses. We enjoy seeing that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. These women, a
2: lot of these women just don't, are not talented. There's just no skill, no experience. A lot of them are sloppy. This was oh, I mean, the match going. format of being a connection to the whole gauntlet match. You just continuously having women come in and out, in and out. It's just, it was just a mess to produce. You couldn't do, like, I don't know. Wait.
0: You couldn't do all four of these. Oh, I, I was about to say a fatal four-way. But it's not gonna. Happen. Oh, God. that uh, All of these women working to work. together at the same time? At least it was just one at a time this time. Okay. That would have been worse. But it would be worse. <laughs> uh, well,
1: first of all, Skyler, that was so funny. That lady like, capacitated me for a solid minute and a half.
0: He got revenge for what you did to him at Fast Lane. I had to drink some water. You no, know, because you know what that reminded
1: me of? It's like when two people are like standing awkwardly, like as something's going on, <laughs> and somebody looks at the other and it's like, she's like so how about them Yankees? And they're like trying to force small talk. And it
0: was just so funny. Was... I mean, he's right. This match was an indictment of the women's roster. It is so yes. thin and shallow. That they have to put these green, god-awful, just no-talent women on the show. And if someone calls me sexist, go right ahead. There are, there are male wrestlers that suck. There just happen to not be a lot of them on this show. There are a lot of female wrestlers that can't wrestle on this show. Billy well, Kay, especially. Billy Kay, Lana, and Dana Brooke. All three well, of them did things in this match that infuriated me.
1: Well, then in all fairness, the gimmick doesn't help them at all. Tag yes. team turmoil matches are never good. It doesn't matter who's in them. They're just, it's a bad gimmick. It doesn't work. Nobody has the time to tell the stories and nobody's invested in anybody so I'll give I give them this I probably between the three of us liked this the most and I say liked this the most not in the most endearing of ways
0: you're using the term like very loosely but let's but let's go through this shall we let's let's break this down real quick Oh first let's.
1: of all there was a lot of
0: nipples in this show <laughs> yes there were because. Ella slipped one. Yep. Dana slipped one. Yep. And uh, I'm not
1: so sure, but when they did the glow with the black light, I'm pretty sure that Lana didn't had nothing underneath her getup. Because I'm pretty sure I saw some stiffies.
0: (laughs) Moving on from that. Also, also, literally the only, the most memorable thing about this match was Mandy Rose's entrance.
1: And speaking of stiffies, Corey Graves, <laughs> Corey Graves needs to shut the hell up whenever Mel is out there. Because it's insufferable. It's like, you can tell he's got a load in his pants every time he sees It's like when Vince McMahon would announce Shawn Michaels in 96.
0: But you don't like hearing commentators masturbate in the middle of the show?
1: No, not really. Jerry King Lawler should have been on this match. Oh, yeah. Uh, why the hell God. He Shane and Braun? He would have been, well... That would have been something, but this, so they start with Naomi and Lanya versus Monty Mella and Billy Kay, who they even made sure to
0: make sure we knew were a makeshift tag team. They actually said that on commentary. like
1: as, As opposed to the other three tag teams, which were definitely not makeshift tag teams. I mean, the Riot Squad is a tag team, it's just not a very good one. Oh, I will get to them. I will get to them. So, they do this spot where they do the, I think it was uh, Billy Kay put her foot on the turnbuckle, and then they slammed, I think it was Lana's head, into the foot. That's an old-school wrestling thing. I'd like to see more of that. It's a, just a fun thing. It was nice to see here. Uh, then, they the rest of this opening bit was just blah it was just not worth anything at all just a bunch of spots that were kind of not that good to begin with but i will say the pin was clever
0: i liked the pin
1: i liked the the sunset flip with mella doing the assist with the ropes and the feet that was something i've never seen before and i really liked that to get heat and it got heat
0: the main thing i remember from this section of the match is i think lana threw a kick allegedly That missed by a hundred miles and one of them had to sell it anyway. And it just I do remember that. Oh god. Yeah. Lana's not a wrestler.
1: Not really.
0: Not at all.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just. I I loved when she was getting put through tables all the time.
0: Just because she's been in the camel clutch a lot, that doesn't mean she knows what to do in the ring. Anyway.
1: something to that sky <laughs> no um, here's the thing here's the thing so this
2: match elimination happens then out comes oh
1: God. I don't want to even say their names Sean just continue, just continue. it's the Riot squad it's Liv uh... Morgan it's Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot and I gotta tell you something they tried to push them in this match but they are awful they look awful they're small for girls they're small they, I mean, lives hot, but that's
0: not enough. And, and Ruby not, looks like, weird, so she's cool. And they just their spots look bad, their finishes look
1: bad. They backslap tagged to fuck, which I don't know. It, it was everywhere. These backslap tags are have got to stop. Their arm is literally not two feet further from them. There's no way you could just tap that hand. This is lazy. It's just lazy. And I hate it. And I hate what tag team wrestling has become on that basis. And the Riot Squad were the. I don't think they had a proper tag all night. And they were in this the
0: longest. Did you see the side code breaker that Liv Morgan gave Billy Kay? Bad. Jesus Christ. I actually. F. I wanted to turn the TV off. It was so Bad. unforgivably awful. And Billy Kay's F. selling is. Some of the, she like, every time she gets hit, she like flails her arm slowly. Like, I don't know, like she's trying to do like a slow motion thriller. I don't know what she's doing. It looks so awful. Her selling is abysmal.
1: You know, I think I would like her better if she actually just dressed up as Michael Jackson with the yellow eyes and did Thriller as she was laying taking bumps.
0: I would rather her do a Thriller music video and start a music career than be a wrestler. Like, I would... Care to add something, Sky? I, I would love it if no, she changed... No, no. I'm
2: going to let you guys continue talking. I really don't have anything to add on this match, okay, guys? You're
1: getting everything good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, it was so bad.
1: And then... <laughs> Then the riot squad, after uh, after Mella and Billy Kay do their thing and get caught this time, the riot squad win with their whatever that was they called that
0: that 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 something. the world's worst code breaker plus a on to the back. So they they
1: did that and out goes uh, Money Mella, who's the only person in this match I really cared about, and then oh. come out Mandy Rose. And data <laughs> And Mandy wipes out on the rankers <laughs> in the, rain the rain.
0: <laughs> She bounced. Brother, it
1: Just forward,
2: like, what's up?
0: She Both bounced. It on her ass. Dude, Ra- <laughs> Randy Orton trolling her on night two was the best. Was what? the best.
1: When I saw that, I was like, what was that? Because like, I knew it was rainy, so I was trying not to be a dick about it. But I was like, ha, aw. <laughs> and it was just, oh. it, was, it was great. And then, then I saw something I've never seen before. And that was Dana Brooks
0: slapping Mandy's ass for the tag. Oh, an, an ass slap tag. An ass slap tag. And I said, I don't think I can be mad at that one. It's not a back slap tag. It's a backside <laughs> slap tag.
1: There, I, mean, John, it's me. I mean, I'd still rather like a, a tag on the hand. But for that one particular moment, I'm like, I, I will let you give you a pass this time.
0: Did anyone else notice that when, uh, I think it was uh, Ruby that gave uh, Dana Brooke a blockbuster, did you notice that Dana Brooke had to get so close to yeah. Ruby when she did that? To, just yeah. to ensure that the move did not get screwed up. Uh, like in the, the craziest part about oh this my whole god thing, is that
1: this Mandy Dana Brook Riot Squad part of this was probably not—it was not half bad. It was not good, but it was not half. It was probably the best part of the whole match.
0: I gave when, up. When, I gave just, up when I gave up when Dana had to be within millimeters of Ruby Riot because it, again, it just shows that they don't trust her. Like, well, how could they? Remember in the Royal Rumble when she did a flip and they had to put everyone in the middle of the ring so no one would die? Yes, I do. God! Just fire her! If you don't trust no, her, fire her!
2: her boyfriend died. Right. I forgot <sighs> about
0: that. She's... Oh, my God. This yep. match... This match... Well,
2: I mean, here, Here's a few okay, guys? This match... applaud. This part of the match is probably the best part of it because this was the two of the most... Somewhat coherent taggies. I mean, the Riot Squad have been together forever, so that's fine. Uh, Mandy and Dana have been tagging together for like six or eight months, so they're more of a tag team than Carmella and Billy
1: Kay and where the hell Tamina and Natalia is. Well, and then, then comes this Natalia and Tamina part, and in all fairness, they didn't do back, I think they did one back slap, but they did mostly just regular tag. Did Tamina lose weight?
0: No, yeah, she, she just stopped too. wearing 18,000 jackets.
1: I, 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 it looks like, really Factory. it looked like she lost some weight and it looked like she was moving around a little bit faster than she did when they did that her and Nia matchup where they just like were like the two walruses fighting for dominance it was like this was th- uh, this part was just it kind of slowed down it was weird that the Talia and Tamina were heels tonight but baby faces
0: tomorrow yeah I noticed that you're only a
2: heel when you are winning
1: against a babyface, but you're a babyface when you go up against a bigger heel. I mean, no disrespect to them. I mean, I appreciate diversity, but I feel like that was just poorly thought out. I was... This was fine. It was not the worst thing I've ever seen from this women's division, but it was certainly not the best. <sighs> there were spots... It easily the, the worst match on night one.
0: There were certain spots in this match where I, I contemplated giving up. But I just think it's funny, just the... And the next match, like the the yeah, the difference, the difference in quality from the first match to this match to the next match is striking. Like, good thing we had the break, though. You you, <laughs> you want to talk peaks and valleys? This this was definitely a valley. <laughs> well, let's go to the next peak. Oh yes, please let's. We had Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. In what, in my opinion, was the best match on night one
1: mm. yeah, I, I agree I agree with Skyler's grunting noise there because it's to me, I would put this equal to drew and Bobby, okay I would put it, on this basis, the styles of these matches were different, yes. There was a different atmosphere and a different work style in Drew and Bobby that was more big guy, old school fight, make things look solid. Where this was a more modern approach that used a lot more innovative, high speed and very creative things that we haven't seen from either of these guys in a long time with tremendous chemistry that made a terrific Modern match So I would equate these two Just on the basis that the styles were different But the outcome was terrific
0: I have one singular complaint about this match Why did Seth Rollins kick out of the Neutralizer?
1: I would have loved because for that this to
2: have, been the and you have to make him look strong.
0: But it's not a title match It's not even the main event It's not even like a big marquee match It's just Cesaro versus Seth Rollins No,
2: no, 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 no that's the thing This was promoted somewhat as a sleeper match and being the match where Cesaro has to overcome Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins himself. He was doing great work. This is a Seth Rollins that's more fired up than I've seen in the last year or so. And yeah. I appreciate it.
0: And uh, he got new music, which I enjoyed. I thought it was interesting. Um, Too bad only half of his torches worked. <laughs> yeah, I noticed <laughs> that as well. Burn it down, sort of. <laughs> burn it burn, down. Burn Half down. Yeah, burn that part down. Uh. <laughs> they ran
2: out of the pyro budget because
1: they had to get the rest of it for everyone else.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what, it's probably they got put out because of the rain, so they just didn't strike. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that is very <laughs> I mean, possible.
1: We got a half of the
2: pyro, except, instead of a AEW, give us a quarter of it. <laughs>
0: okay. We got, we got sparklers. No, the ring exploded and everyone died. Uh, allegedly. Especially Eddie Kingston. Especially Eddie Kingston. The poor man had a heart attack. This poor dude. Oh man, PTSD is a nightmare, ladies and gentlemen. Oh god, it's
2: also a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but I also remember remember at a uh, fast lane when Seth Rollins busted out that uh, it was like he faked out the uh, shining wizard, but turned it around into that kick to the back of the head. Yes. He he did it again in this match, except it looked so much better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this this was just so clean by both. Oh yeah, of. I mean, oh yeah. Everything looked so crisp, and I love the fact that Cesaro consistently
0: sold the arm. Yes, he was good at selling way. that arm. He he went for the swing, but his arm was hurting, so he stopped swinging. I loved that. Thank you. Although another small nitpick, very very small. I hate it when he does a swing because the fans can't count. You're right. It's like every one fourth rotation they go up a number. That's what they do. And, and there's going to be a day, years from now, when he starts swinging and the fans are going to count like this: one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> he just did a 628 swing. And I'm just shut like up, Michael Cole, shut up. <laughs> That's a record, which it wasn't shut by up, the Michael way. Cole. Twenty three was not the record. Did he do forty one to somebody? I think he was referring to the record he had on Seth Rollins, where he did, where he because he only went one over what he did to him on SmackDown. Exactly, and we're
2: talking
1: about what he's done in WWE. I don't think was there a forty two swing? In Is independent? I saw he's done. He's done some much larger ones than twenty three. I but I have to agree with you, Joshua. If they had just done that shock neutralizer and pinned him there. That would have been perfect. Yes. That would have been perfection. Although, this matchup.
0: although if he did that, we wouldn't have gotten the UFO,
2: which was also and terrific. The, and that's the and that's the thing. That's the thing is that this match, the finish of this match was so creative, so
1: slick, so smooth. That transition into the pedigree, my god.
0: Oh my god, yes. So good. And and when he went for the stomp, but he countered it into the uppercut. Just yes, give me more of that.
2: That uppercut, followed by doing the UFO, which we have not seen him do in WWE, and I so appreciate it. Then he did the swing, then he did the neutralizer. Cesaro got all of his best moves in on Seth Rollins and took him
0: down. Actually, well, I, actually, I, I Skyler, Skyler, too. Skyler, this is actually the second time he's busted it out in WWE. The first time was last year at WrestleMania during the pre-show with Drew Gulak. And he actually won the match with that, but again, it was WrestleMania 36. I he did that. Oh. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Well, all credit to Rollins here too. Because yeah. Rollins pulled stuff out of the woodwork we haven't seen him do, like the corkscrew splash. Oh, that was cool. That I, was
0: like, where did that come from? You weren't, like you so inspired. You want to know something funny? He did a corkscrew frog splash, and his little ribbit within the frog splash looks better than Sasha Banks when she does it normally. Just Mark saying, just saying, so, I, I don't think anyone will ever argue that.
1: Yeah, I won't.
0: <laughs> but yeah, th- this was a great match. This was a great match. I only had like two Produced nitpicky nitpick things.
2: Shane Helms. <laughs> Stand yeah, back, dude, there's a hurricane coming through.
1: The hurricane, let me tell you something. Shane Helms, you start to look at how many moves that that dude invented, and he is an underrated genius. In professional wrestling, I think.
0: Yeah, he invented the choke slam.
1: Obviously, <laughs> obviously. And this was, and the only last, the last thing I've got to say about this because I have so little to say because it was that good. Uh, the last thing was that that right before
0: Claudio got, to, I saw call him Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a mark. But Cesaro,
1: when Cesaro. Right before he did that swing, they had that neck breaker, and then there was that hard forearm, like right to the back of his skull.
0: Oh yeah, that they did a they did a slow mo of that.
1: Giving
2: that elbow, and it looks so good. Yes.
0: Oh, oh, that would get more of that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go back and watch WrestleMania Thirty Seven, just watch Night One. Seriously. Like honestly, I enjoyed a lot of what was on Night Two, but Night One is the show to watch.
2: Even the worst night, of night one, night, everything from night one except the tag teams were all match
1: and the main event of night
0: two. Yeah, uh, I,
1: that's that's the way I'd say it. I I,
0: I I don't I don't entirely agree with that, but I do say that night one was clearly better than night two, just because of stuff yeah. like this.
1: By country mile.
0: But um, anyway. So, any more thoughts on this match before we move on?
1: Uh, I, more Cesaro, please.
0: Yes. Cezaro's <laughs> for world champion? Please. If they're making the case that he'll at least get a shot. And I'm happy with the, with a shot, at the very least. Oh, and dude, did you hear the con- the commentators were actually actively trying to put him over when he won. I know. And I was no. just like, commentators in WWE actually doing their jobs. I, it was like a Christmas miracle. In April. Right, and that's
2: the thing that makes me think that
1: maybe he'll be the next one to go after the Universal Championship. Maybe. Oh, man. I can only hope that this has turned a corner for Cesaro.
0: Me too, me too. I can only hope. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, up next we had AJ Styles and Omos versus the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Championship. This was clearly a have AJ Styles stay in the ring for 90% of the match and then have Omos murder everyone and leave.
1: It served its purpose. Yes. It served its purpose. I think that the only thing that confused me about this is that the dynamic of who was heel and who was babyface was very
0: off. Yep, it was... Exactly, because Kofi
2: and Xavier, they were wrestling like heels.
0: It was bass backwards.
1: But that doesn't mean that I didn't like this match. Yeah, same. Because I very much did like this match. I really liked (laughs) when... uh, <laughs> when uh Xavier Woods had AJ in the corner, is like, and this is how you cut the rig off. You don't know this because you're not a tag
0: wrestler. Yeah, I, I died at that. That was funny. That was really funny. And and Xavier had another moment later where AJ was in the middle of the ring and he was on the top of him and he was like, No, no, no. Don't you dare, don't tag him and he tags him, he jumps down and you and he's just on one knee, staring up at Omos like, Oh God, help <laughs> It was and so good. Both of them, <laughs> yes. both of them
1: for selling Omos the way that he should have been sold.
0: Yes, it was it was hilarious and appropriate. And I also really liked that uh, apparently Omos is using that huge like spinebuster tree slam. I, I just if that's his finish, yes, I approve.
2: Yes, and and I just you can... went, uh, and the other thing too is that he has a little bit of mobility. The thing about him is that when he did those spots where he was running into the corners, that was the first time I actually saw him run. Yeah. Miracles. Miracles
1: on this day.
0: Yes. And 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 he looked like he was having fun. The dude like you can see there was a personality to this guy. Yeah. He was he was having fun throwing it down on
1: those guys. And and they taught him, you could tell he's still green, but they protected him in the exact right way. Yes. And they made him look good. The, they made him completely look good. Yeah. And and I, at this point, after we found this outcome where, and I loved AJ going, hey, put your foot on him. One foot, put him down, and that was it. That was gold.
0: Yes. And, and
1: I, one of what probably helped this match
2: is that it was produced by Chris Park, a.k.a. Abyss. So if you're talking about big guys who know how to get big guys over, well, I think we have the proof.
0: Yes. Well done. And I also loved the spot where AJ went on uh, Omos' shoulders and just rained down that huge, phenomenal forearm off of his shoulders. That was good. Yeah, that was cool. Because was it also cool. showed that not it's not just the Omos show; they are a team.
1: Yep. Yep. This this was so this was good, and it felt weird because it was good. Yeah, it and was I'm like, what is this show?
0: It was so simple.
1: I think we
2: expected the worst from this because we had not seen anything from Omos, so we don't know what to get, what we were gonna get.
0: The re- I think one reason why we loved Night 1 and we were, had more mixed feelings for Night 2 is because Night 1, it felt like they went with the, the decisions that made sense. They went with things that worked and felt right. Night 2, it was a WWE show where things don't always make sense and sometimes they get it right and most of the time they get it wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, this, absolutely.
1: This felt like... For for the first time in a while, everything here was logical. And somebody yes. actually thought this shit out. And and that's what and, really...
0: And Vince McMahon booked night two. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. We will, yeah. We will get to that in But But that being said, I do have a major, major complaint at this particular point in the show. Oh, no. Whoever was in charge of hair
0: all night should be shot, <laughs> should be burned, should be hung, all of this wow. stuff, off and made into some fancy hats for some poor Mexican children. <laughs> because <laughs> this person. Take Kevin Dunn's teeth off, you make it into a ship oh, and stab oh, them with it. Oh,
1: don't you even get me started on Kevin Dunn, because he apparently didn't listen to the Fastlane review. Apparently not. Because he. All of the camera cuts, of this whole show, that was the one thing that I. That irked me between this show and the next show. The camera cuts were nauseating. Oh yeah! But whoever was doing this hair, what? Th- there was more than one person on this show both nights that looked like total imbeciles with their hairstyle. Can I just both say members of the New Day being both of
0: them? Kofi Kingston's new hair. Kofi
1: Kingston bringing out his best Sheamus
0: appearance. Kofi Kingston like- with a Kofi Kingston with a mohawk is a no thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, And whatever the hell Xavier Woods was doing.
0: Like, honestly, I didn't even notice Xavier's hair, because I was too busy staring at whatever happened with Kofi's. Yeah. It was awful.
1: Skinned alive and sold to Mexican children hats. That's... that's Hang on, hang on.
2: What... Okay, we'll get to the main event later, but what the fuck is Sasha Banks wearing?
0: That is a good question.
1: See...
0: I, See, I don't there's know. There's
1: more examples of this. Um, look at their hair. Uh,
0: oh my God! She's the Green Girl from Kim Possible, apparently.
1: She looks like Ember Moon on steroids. Well, Ember Moon's busy winning the NXT Tag Team Championships. But uh. thankfully, thankfully, no one's called her stupid. <laughs>
0: Unlike this next match. Uh. Okay, up next was Braun Stupid, I mean Strowman, versus <laughs> versus Stupid, I mean Shane McMahon, in a Stupid, I mean Steel Cage match.
1: I so hope that they rename Braun Strowman to Braun Stupid, because that would be the funniest damn thing.
0: Yes, I Braun was. Stupid.
1: I have not used that until now for a
0: promo.
1: Uh. Honestly, though. But for, the, for what this match was... It was fine. And I, it was fine. I thought it was going to be way worse, and I ended up
0: having fun. It, it was all right. And full disclosure, I still don't like Braun Strowman, and I cannot stand Shane McMahon. So it's hard to get into a match where you don't like either competitor. But this was fine. Yeah. It wasn't offensive. You have to give King some credit, who still got the jabs. Yeah. For what he said... uh Braun Strowman, you know, he knew things were getting bad when he drove the fifth grade. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, that, that, was, that, was, good that was a zinger. Was that was a zinger. Okay, okay, okay. And, um, I, I will say that there was one spot in this match that I loved. Shane McMahon was climbing to the outside and he was like waving through the cage. Braun grabs his hand, rips the cage, like off the, rips the cage wall and pulls him back into the cage. I really, that was I, brilliant. I actually really liked that spot.
1: See what was what was so, what I liked about this match because I really did like this match, and it was the fact that everything about a steel cage match that you kind of get as your cookie cutter copy and paste steel cage match—they did a lot of different stuff here. Yeah, they did things that you don't see a whole lot. First of all, Shane did the sh- chain. Shane did the chair shot that was supposed to not hit Shay- uh, Bronze Head but it sure
0: did hit Braun's head.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, but he no-sold it like a champ. Yeah.
0: And it almost made it better. <laughs> and I will say and one one thing about this match, I'm grateful for the huge bump that Shane took off the cage because I was terrified. I was terrified that they were going to do the Kevin Owens thing from Extreme Rules a couple years ago where, yep. where Braun Strowman throws him off the cage and loses. Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> There's a reason why it's they call true. Braun Strowman stupid. Yeah. And, yeah his, and he does have a history of this. And and the worst thing about that was when that happened, there were fans defending that decision. Well, he hurt Kevin Owens. He lost! Yeah. Dumb. WWE fans are stupid. Anyway, continue.
1: Yes. But that's why the fans cheered so much when Braun said, This one goes out on to everyone who's ever been called stupid. And the entire audience was like, That's me!
0: Yes. <laughs> Just a bunch of plebs who will blindly worship anything WWE does. Well,
1: here's the thing. There's, they, did, they used a piece of the cage, uh, like the sheet metal from the cage, which was different. Shane McMahon's punches still suck ass.
0: Yes, they're so awful. And, uh, no, no, no. Not only are they bad. The commentary was like, man, Shane McMahon's punches. Or they, they complimented his punches. And I'm like, "You're you are lying to me. They are bad. They are bad. They're so and- bad. And speaking of
1: bad, or just straight-up confusing, I wish that the commentators would have mentioned that they needed the toolbox in the bucket to set up the cage because this was an outdoor arena. I wish they would have mentioned that because them randomly pulling out a toolbox out of a five-gallon bucket at the top of the cage was so in a left field.
0: Well, Sean, remember, uh, they're not here to provide context they're here to deliver sound bites.
1: I know, I know. I guess they didn't figure that the logic in that respect was important. But I was just like, why? Wh- where is their toolbox at the top of the cage? That was wicked random. But then they did the cage rip, and that made for it, made up for it. Yeah. And the. The Shane tossed down off the bump, the getting the bump onto the ring, was not the biggest bump that Shane has ever taken at Mania, but I like that they toned it down for him this year. Yes, he's not getting any younger. Don't make him do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, overall, the match was fine. Uh, I can hear. They
1: did a power slam and a pinfall. They pinned Shane in the ring in a cage match where the gimmick is you're not supposed to leave and people can't get in, which Braun, who nailed, just ran into the cage and took out Elias and Jackson Riker and the two cronies, and apparently that killed them. Yes. Because they were never seen again.
0: <laughs> what I, Honestly, if it were me, I would have had Braun Strowman do what he did to Big Show, too Shamed it, man, just power slam him through the cage and then walk out and win. But yeah. I, But I'm fine with what they did.
1: Yeah, this, this could have been a lot worse and I ended up having fun. So all the more power to the two of them for making what I figured was going to be a dumpster match into something actually palatable. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, can I can I get a minute
2: for a promo? Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Does it have to do with Goldberg? was complete and other filler and despite the fact that there was good stuff within it, why in the hell is Shane McMahon wrestling? This storyline started, what, two months ago just because it would give Braun Strowman a match on the show. And if you were more creative, you could have come up with a more meaningful match. As it is, we've got a glorified Shane McMahon bump, which wasn't even a bump that he normally takes. And it's just pathetic and insulting to me to have to listen to so Jerry the King Lawler on commentary again. Talk about someone else who needs to go away forever and ever and ever. Wow. I do not need to see Shane McMahon on my TV. Please, Shane. I love you. Stop being a... Wrestler, because you suck, especially your punches.
0: But Skyler, but Skylar, Shane McMahon is a good wrestler, though. He's the
1: best in the world.
0: He's the best in the world. Does that make Brock the best in the world because <laughs> he beat him? No, he's the dumbest in the world. That's the point of the match.
2: <laughs> Randy Orton just standing over on the side, stupid.
0: Stupid. 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 stupid
1: like i had to take the entire build and how bad the build to this show was off the top based on the outcomes of this so if you go, if you judge all of these matches or any of these matches by the build you probably dislike all of them a lot more yeah just on what they put together if you were trying to put together continuity's sake what they had pieced together dude so i understand your point as to why this match was on the card in the first place I get that. And we're gonna talk about that with the main event here. Uh, similarly. uh This, but this, I, I don't
0: blame you for feeling this way, Sky. Remember when I was I talking earlier? It could have been, it wasn't bad. Remember when I was talking about earlier the contrast between the first match, the second match, and the third match? The contrast between this show and the build to this show. Just, again, just yeah. mind-boggling. Yeah. Night and day. But up next, we had Bad Bunny, or Evil Rabbit, as he's known as in some circles. Uh, and um, Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Full disclosure, um, I, I am not a fan of Bad Bunny. I hate rap, and I'm not very crazy about celebrities getting involved in actual wrestling matches, especially when it's a genre that I don't like. Can I stop you for a that said, second? That said, this was a really Can I stop good match. You
1: for a quick second? Yes. Because you said you hate rap, but you don't
0: hate my rap which
1: you can find
0: on God. White Nux, you son of a bitch. on Spotify. If you look up White Nux, you can find
1: <laughs> several albums I've released, the TVs I've released most recently. The first is from a college grad, November 2020. You can look it up. It's all on there. White Nux, W-H-I-T-E, space K-N-U-X. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on the Apple Music. You Find me on the, it's not iTunes anymore, but you can find me on there. We have a lot of different places. Look me up, and you can find yourself some
0: quality music. Back to the match. You motherfucker. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Wow. Including
2: including the most popular songs, Zahra, and I like that, Wado Body, Stick to it, One
0: World, and so on. Yeah, see, those are all songs. Yeah. Those are not, he was not BSing there. Those are all actual songs. Allow me to modify my statement. I hate rap except for White Nux. Hey! Alright. White Nux is my spirit animal. I jerk off the White Nux in the shower. Anyway. Uh, uh no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway. No, 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 no so. I, made, made I mean, that's the name, that's what White Nux meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, <laughs> do Why do you think the Nux are white? Why do you think the Nux are white? There's semen on them. <laughs> so, Bad Bunny and Damien Priest versus the Miz and John Morrison. <laughs> this is a good match. This is a really good match. And speaking of bunnies, what the hell was this entrance? Oh, you mean the army of bunnies that came out that looked absolutely terrifying?
1: This... I don't... You know what made me laugh so much about this? They did all those bunnies, and they did the garbage. I will admit that Miz and Morrison's quote-unquote rap is is garbage. It's trash, bro. And then, but they did this thing with all the bunnies. But fuck the wrestlers. Let's get Bad Bunny and fucking truck.
0: Yeah. Of course, Bad Bunny got the biggest intro.
1: Yeah, this was, but the crowd was pumped for this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why don't y'all talk about this match and then I'm going to give my piece afterwards.
0: Honestly, there's not really all that much I need to say. I mean, Bad Bunny was surprisingly good in this match. He surprised everyone. I loved how The Miz and John Morrison were reacting like to what is actually happening. When he was actually good, he took some good bumps. He had some good moves. He pulled out a Canadian Destroyer or as uh, Booker T called it, the Bunny Destroyer, which I thought was funny. No, no, no,
2: you're not selling it, Joshua. Bad Bunny... Did a fucking Canadian destroyer, and not just a, and
0: not just a regular Canadian destroyer, a really damn good Canadian destroyer. Okay, the reason why I'm not selling it that much is because everyone does destroyers nowadays, and it's kind of True. dead. If it wasn't dead, if it wasn't dead, I would have been more shocked.
2: Oh, but, but this is not a regular wrestler, Bad Bunny. You have to give him credit because this is a guy who came in, started training around the World Rumble era, and this is a fully. Grammy Award winning musical guy. He doesn't have to do this. He could be doing music or tours right now. But he chose to do it because he legitimately is a professional wrestling fan. And I like that he put the effort and time in. It's just like with Pat McAfee. If you're a celebrity and you put the time and effort in and you make a good match, I will appreciate you.
0: That's actually a really good comparison. Because again, he was was like the Pat McAfee of the show. Well, you say this. Your thoughts, Sean.
1: Okay. I, I'm i conflicted. Let me first... Let me start with... Let's do... What I'm going to give you is the compliment sandwich. Okay. So I'm going to start with a compliment, talk about what I didn't like about this match, and then end with a compliment. Okay. Okay, Dad.
0: Sandwich so, me, Dad.
1: So the first thing is this... Bad Bunny, you could tell, took this seriously. All of it. I mean, the training... The actual physicality of it. He was being as serious as he could. And for what he was doing, everything looked crisp, everything looked sharp, and he held his own. 100%. I am not taking anything away from Bad Bunny for putting the work in.
0: I sense a butt coming.
1: With that said...
0: Butt slap tag.
1: (laughs) With, With that said of what Bad Bunny did in this match I don't like it's nothing that he did specifically I don't even blame Bad Bunny for it I more blame the agenting and the structure of the match because physically speaking in the old crusty world of professional wrestling that I live in Bad Bunny is a string bean he has no physicality What's No muscles, no tone to his body. He's wearing apparently Roman Reigns' getup as he's just been this big squat set of material probably to hide the fact that he has no muscles whatsoever. I'm not saying he's not athletic. He obviously is. But just from the perception of it all, to see him execute all of these moves just like he were a wrestler two wrestlers makes it look like... Anybody can do this. And it makes it look like anybody can step in a ring at any time if they're just a common schlub and make things happen. And all fairness, AEW is basically entire company is that. But in in WWE, in WWE specifically, it just appeared to me the Miz looked like Drew McIntyre in comparison physically. And that was something I didn't like. I mean, it's just the fact that his... His phys- his appearance, took a lot away from me. It's just and, and everything he did, as you said, was crisp and solid. The difference between Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee is Pat McAfee was a professional football player, already in sports with a great physique, obviously in very good shape, and you could buy that he physically could hang with a guy like Adam Cole.
0: You know, you're if right. You're you right. To
1: mention the fact that he had the background with Rip Rogers training. Exactly, and I'm not saying that Bad Bunny didn't actually do the moves well and execute things right, because again, I'm in agreement with you guys, this match was better than it had any right to be, and especially because Damian Priest was injured, so he got tagged and then did his limited stuff that he was allowed to do, and the end of this match was fine, you know, as far as Priest getting the last word and then Bad Bunny kind of getting the pin on The Miz, I, that was fine, all of this was fine, and it was a fun match the last the lasting image of Bad Bunny performing as a wrestler against other wrestlers I think diminishes the value of the wrestlers conceptually basically a knock on Bad Bunny or anything he did because he did it well
0: you said it earlier it makes it seem as if anyone can do this
1: that's not true because look at James Ellsworth
0: <laughs> well well James Ellsworth is not a person he's an no, idea. But- But also, James Ellsworth also
1: was not a celebrity that just came in to wrestle. James Ellsworth was already a wrestler, and that was his gimmick, was being the small underdog guy. It wasn't like James Ellsworth was popular somewhere else and then came in to learn how to work and then do this. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, It's different when having somebody just pop in from the outside and then pick it up the way they have like that. In Ronda That's Rousey's right. case, for another for another reference, Ronda Rousey already had the UFC credentials, so it made more sense that she could quickly pick this up and she could fight with the rest of them, even if she is a disrespectful cunt.
0: <laughs> All right. By
1: the <laughs> way, uh, just
2: so you guys know, this match was produced by five-time NWA world champion Adam Pierce. And, uh, I'm not saying it was a bad match. It's the,
0: it was just the concept of how much Bad Bunny got in I didn't like. Hashtag Sean hates bad even... bunny. Anyway, uh. <laughs> it
1: feels like if they. Well, White Nuts versus bad
2: bunny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. In a rap battle. Yes. In a yes. Rap battle. Yes, a rap battle. Go in a wrestling match. I'll, I'll fight him in a wrestling match. No, it's, a, it's a, rap, a match where you have to rap and wrestle. It's a match where you have to rap and wrestle. I'm,
2: I'm You gotta take him down game. with a move And then you do a rap And then he takes you down with a move
0: And then he does a rap Yeah Oh, he ain't taking me you, down you with st- You have to stop each other from Like, you you wrestle each other Until you're incapable of getting back up It's so you wrestle each other Until you're incapable of rapping anymore No, it's the opposite but, of an <laughs> I Quit match Where you're all We're both fighting for the microphone Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yes It's a
1: microphone on a pole match
0: <laughs> Oh, God <laughs> Oh, Lord Loser yes,
1: please. Quit so, so much.
0: Loser has to quit rap forever. Let Book it. Book, make it happen. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Our main event for the evening Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship versus Bianca Belair. And what was Sean's favorite night and favorite uh, match placement in the history of professional wrestling?
2: No, Joshua, Joshua. Hang on, hang on. I make you and me. She just shut up
1: for a couple minutes, let John do
0: his thing. Okay. Sean, you have the con.
1: Here's my thing, right? I'm going to be as calm about this as I can because when I'm really enraged, uh, not virtually, of course, but I'm really enraged, I speak very calmly. I don't really blow up on people unless I'm asked to for a promo. So I'm going to speak very calmly and say that this is no fault of either woman in this match neither of them and in fact we'll talk about the match here in a minute because it it honestly was all right i just couldn't get invested in it because of why it was on the main event to begin with which was the fact that this was pretty much considering how bad the build was and again i know i'm being a little hypocritical because i said earlier that the build you kind of had to take that off the top in order to watch this show in a vacuum and enjoy it and, and yet, I couldn't quite get past why this show was on the main event. And it was pretty much just so that they could pander to the progressive peacocks out there and say, look at how progressive we are and how much we're advancing. Although this match, if you, the build up to this match over the course of three months, which included, but was not limited to, two times where they teamed up to fight for the tag team championships in which they lost both times. And and for no reason, pretty much, that they did that just so they could be like, oh, I'm going to challenge you, but let's be friends, but let's not. Not to mention they have the same gimmick and that they paid no attention to this build. All of a sudden, WWE just wants to be like, look at how progressive we are. Let's make sure that these two women make it into the main event, even though from the build, not the people themselves, but from the build, this match didn't deserve to close the show period and the fact that drew and bobby were getting robbed of this main event that drew should have had in the first place which was the whole thing before we learned that drew wanted to be the first one out after having a rob from him so obviously context matters in this respect but when i heard that this was going on i just felt the pc pandering oozing out of this decision and i was pissed can and- confirm And because of that, because of why this match was pushed, and the way that the build was just so horrendous that it was not main event caliber, I couldn't get into this match at all. I tried. I tried to get into this match, but I couldn't. And I know a lot of people really liked it, and I know these women tried hard, and I liked that Bianca Belair won, and to see them both cry with the fans when they were main eventing, that was such a special moment, and I loved that with Belair giving the fans what they want, and considering the outcome of what Bobby and Drew was, to send the fans home happy, I don't hate that this went on last. Like I said, I admit I was wrong, even though I didn't like why they put this at the main event, it was fine as the main event and I think served the purpose that they were looking for to really balance the show well. So I'm not as mad about it as I was prior to but that's I wish that they didn't make it so I had to be pissed about it in the first place. I wish they had built this match up properly so it could have felt like the payoff meant more. Now you two can talk about the rest of the
0: match. Sean oh, no. absolutely Actually, wanted... to take this, and i use the promo for myself. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Before you say that, Sean absolutely wanted Cesaro and Seth Rollins to main event night one. Why? Because they're white men. Continue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just again, Cessar, are only his own. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm not even
0: going
2: to use the one term I used from last year's WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, well, you better not. Please don't. Please, please don't. don't.
1: Please do. I got no. in trouble for that one. Okay, guys. Like, what? Why don't you just go back to cutting the promo you were
2: saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the thing. On the Fastlane review, if you guys remember, when we talked about that tag team title match, I mentioned that there was a hashtag on Twitter that said Banks versus Air main at WrestleMania. And Joshua, you remember at the time when I told you that?
0: Yes, I do.
2: And what was your reaction at the time
0: when you thought about it? Um, wishing that two white men would main event WrestleMania.
1: Okay, first off, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Jessica's assertions are only his own.
0: This is my podcast, bro. <laughs> Just because your podcast doesn't
1: mean
2: you should say that.
0: <laughs> it's not even about you. I'm, I'm saving my. I'm trying to get people to watch the Court Martial podcast. To come. Saturday night when this thing uploads on night two. Oh, and who owns the the Core Marshall podcast? Another white guy. (laughs) This is deteriorating. (laughs) Go ahead, Skyler. Go ahead. Go ahead. My point is that when this came up,
2: this felt like something that the fans wanted. And I understand why they wanted it. Because it's so inspirational to have two black women main event WrestleMania. But, and I have to say this right now, they did not earn it with the storyline that they had. Was it their fault? No. WWE failed to do the storyline correctly, which would have worked. Bianca Belair is the usually strong and confident black lady, but Sasha Banks makes her feel uncomfortable because Bianca had never been at the level that Sasha has been at, and Bianca is unsure of herself, and there's doubt in her. That would have been great for a WrestleMania build, but they couldn't have done any other type of build besides
1: putting them together in a tag team title shot Multiple times. It's their go-to, Sky. They did it with but, the other match, which we'll talk about on night two.
0: And we were both like, I hope they don't do that. And then they, we should stop saying, I hope they don't do that. Because they always do right. it.
2: But the thing about this is that this match just feels like WWE affirmative action. And I hate using that term because it's such a bad term. But that's what this felt like. This felt like it was just, it felt like Avengers Endgame at the end of the final battle when all the women get together to team up to fight Thanos. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of pandering to women and minorities, which again, I don't hate that they're doing it, but it's just like, you had to do that.
0: They could have made it less obvious.
2: Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, the whole premise of this match, by the way, Stephanie McMahon was the one who announced it being the main event, was history in the making. Because
0: Stephanie McMahon invented women.
1: Yes, she invented women's
0: wrestling.
1: (laughs) No, No, I like it better that she just invented women. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she was Eve just sitting working in the lab at the Garden of Eden. Goes like, ah, ah, uh,
0: no, ah, I've done it. No, what happened was... I'm going to make them wrestle. What happened was God made Adam, and then Stephanie McMahon appeared and said, move God, remove the rib, there's Eve, and then Stephanie McMahon left. And so God was Stephanie like, McMahon, that was weird. Stephanie McMahon emasculated the piss out of Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a rip out of his body and said, listen here,
2: you piece of shit. Women are better. and I'm going to show you why. And then bait. Oh, God. But again, it's just this feels like pandering from WWE to women and minorities. Yep. Which I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that, but at least have the story good enough so that I can feel good while I'm supporting it. As is, this feels like it was a match made just because these two happened to be black and happened to be female. And not because
0: they're awesome. Okay, now for my take, I agree with both with, bo- with uh, what both of you said. And honestly, to me, I would have been the most forgiving of it being in the ma- in the main event because Bianca Belair did win the Royal Rumble, and they always say the winner of the Royal Rumble main events WrestleMania, even though they hardly ever do that anymore. But still, it would have made sense to have the two Royal Rumble winners main event both nights. But again this was arguably one of the worst builds on this card for both yeah. nights I, I mean I mean the Randy orton fiend is easily the worst but a distant second was probably the build to this this matchup and like Skyler said they could have done Bianca like they, they could have played up the rookie angle like it's honestly like they were taunting us with a, a different story they could do by her yelling that you're a rookie they could have built that up, had Bian- Bianca nervous about main eventing WrestleMania, and build that up. Uh, that's,
2: the, that's the video package that they basically had, which they had the video package for, and all the moments that could have made yep. the storyline great, but they just had the worst matches they possibly could it was have honestly, had.
0: It was honestly like they were trying to edit around the story, and they were trying to present something that didn't actually happen.
1: Yeah. Which... Was, and, well, that's... That's why I always say the most talented people in WWE are the people making their video packages because they actually piece together something that makes some level of coherence.
0: Which I will say. It's hard to do. I will say the Bianca Sasha video package was great. I loved it. The feud yeah. building up to this is not deserving of the main event slot. And it's so painfully obvious that they're doing it just so Michael Cole can say, the first two black women to wrestle in the main event of a WrestleMania which Michael Cole saying that was so cringe forced painful forced. like stop and this was before Michael Cole's and inf- Michael Cole screwed up the main event of uh, the main event call and that was honestly the precursor for night 2 where Michael Cole it was like he was just withering away and crumpling into his desk just uh, that was just uh, was Michael Cole for all of night 2 just mi- missing Calls and messing up things left and right on night two.
1: Yeah, it was, this was, it was said, And you know what kind of sucks about this, too, is that these two ladies, and I think that's why they felt the need to put them together, these two ladies' gimmicks are very similar. Yes. Which they kind of mentioned, but not, I think, enough. I think, if if I were going to run this storyline and actually run this angle with these two women and, culminated in the main event i would have banks kind of bring up the fact that bel-air is just practically a cut rate sasha banks i would have i would have acknowledged that more and actually developed that a little bit so that bel could really develop her own personality and separate herself from her because still as of right now the gimmicks are still very similar
0: you mean you and wouldn't would have-, have them tag against the tag team champions over and over and over again I think that just, ex- it only
1: exemplified the fact that their gimmicks were that similar, which I think did both
0: of them a disservice, yep. come
1: why it led to this match not feeling the way it should have.
0: Yeah. But all of that said, all of that said, I really enjoyed this match. This was probably my third favorite match on the show, uh, behind Cesaro and Seth and Bobby and Drew. I really enjoyed this match. But I will say...
2: Let's talk, let's- Let's talk about the good stuff about this match. There's a lot of good stuff that we have to say about
0: this. The suicide dive where Bianca rolled through, military press slammed her, well, got her military press position, walked up the steps, and just chunked her into the ring. That was awesome.
1: Now, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to mention something with Drew and Bobby, and it it ties into this moment. I hated when Drew did the dive. I know you liked it, but I hated it because of all the people who do dives on this show... Drew is the one person who does not need to do it because he's got absolutely everything else. But in the credit of the rest of the show, nobody else did a dive until Sasha Banks did that for Bel walk up and the feet of strength, which I really commend that it was the one dive at the beginning and then nobody else did.
0: And also, you rarely see someone do a dive to the outside and get caught. So, that was another thing that made it more different. Yeah. And then, another thing I really liked, they've done the uh, vertical suplex squats before, but I don't think I've ever seen someone try to fight out, and like. usually when they try to fight out, they lose their balance or they get out. I've never seen someone try to fight out of a suplex and fail before. Yeah. That was also really cool.
1: It's, well, they again. There was, I think, everybody on this show stepped up to the plate because there were fans in in the arena. Yeah, everybody stepped up on a way that I have not seen everybody step up before. That was really, really nice to see, and you could tell the quality of this whole show was benef- benefited on that basis. Mm-hmm. The only thing, hey. yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, John. No, you go first.
0: Rock okay. paper scissors. Well,
1: then allow me. <laughs> the uh, I did like. In this match, even though I couldn't really invest in it, there was that uh, the buckle to the rope to the tornado DDT that was really cool. Uh, there was this point where Bianca did like a double slingshot for a suplex, but then like they didn't end up slingshotting. And I was like, what's the point of doing the slingshot with the feet on the ropes if you're not actually going to slingshot?
0: But it didn't matter because they did the 450 to the knees. That looks nice. so brutal.
1: And then the hair
0: slap. Yeah, and another thing, they have not allowed—well, B- not not allowed—but they have not had Bianca do the hair slap, the hair whip, in forever, just so they could build to this. And when yeah. she did it, the people in the crowd looked like they just witnessed someone murder someone else. The reactions of the crowd because, were awesome.
2: Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. That hair on Sasha Banks
0: yes was
2: so big like it was amazing that's one of the things I love about Bianca Beller and her look and her gimmick her hair is it's own gimmick and in the most the literal things, sense
0: yes like
2: but it's not just the fact that it's her look and it's a thing that she does they had so many creative spots using just her hair alone mm-hmm. whether it be using it as a tug of war or Sasha Banks taking Bianca's hair
1: and using it in the bank statement oh yeah Oh, yeah. The whole ending sequence was very nice.
0: The whole ending sequence was right. great. Until Michael Cole tried to ruin it.
2: Well, yeah. no, 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 Let's not even get there. I wanted to talk about Sasha Banks for a second. Because you, me, and Sean have all been critical of Sasha Banks for the last year. And mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Because on some level, Sasha Banks had a really rough 2020. But yeah. she really did bring it in this match. And Sasha Banks, I've noticed this about her. Her ability to wrestle really depends on the opponent that she has. Yep. Yes, it Only does. Yes, it, it, That was who she obvious tonight. Determines how good of a match she has. Yes. So Against people like Asuka or Carmella, it's going to be an okay match, but it's not going to be anything that you're going to write home about. Against Bianca Belair or Bailey, Sasha Banks is at her best, and this was really good because both of these women had so much chemistry. And
0: just as I'm saying that, Sasha Banks is zero and six at WrestleMania. <laughs> well she's the anti-taker I mean,
1: yeah yep. the the only uh the only exception I guess the exception to rule on that well and although and I guess to Ronda's credit she did alright but that Sasha Banks and Ronda match was pretty good as well yes agreed well but, I think we all recognize that Ronda can be a good wrestler if she wasn't a piece of shit I wish she weren't just such a crappy person but yeah like
0: but saying that compliments Ronda but do we really want to give Ronda Rousey compliments
1: no, you're right. Not right you're 100% now. right. And and so... But he was in the first main event of WrestleMania with women in it. I don't care. Because
0: Stephanie McMahon so, said so.
1: So, but oh. this match, which... Produced by Tyson Kidd. Which, okay, I could see that. I could definitely see that. As, as hard I as it was... Because no to give the booker that's in charge of all the women's matches. As As hard as it was to invest in this match, they did a good job. And I recognize that. I, it was diminished for me, but I could realize why people really liked this match. And the outcome was, again, correct, which is not something you get a whole lot of on the same show multiple times. Yep. But it, all in all, for what this match could have been, it over-delivered. This show was a very much an under-promise and way over-delivered.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: Well, it's, well, for night one, we'll we'll get for to night, night one. two in a
0: little bit. Yeah, night and two, night funny. two did not reach the highs, and it far exceeded the lows of night one. Yeah. yeah. And that's well, coming from I someone who enjoyed night, guys, night
2: two. Is it, is it me or does Bianca Belair, whenever her eyes and her shocked expressions look like Montez Ford? It's almost like they're yeah. together or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like they have the same eyes. <laughs> Except Belair's aren't as nearly over the top. It's
0: I can't look outside and see uh, Bianca's eyes from my house.
1: Yeah, exactly. But that's a story for another time, as is night two.
0: Yes. And so, we are only doing night one on this show, because we're almost out of time, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to, um, night two, the review of night two, our comprehensive analysis, if that's what you want to call it, will be on the Court Martial Podcast. It'll be Sean, Skyler, and me in my proper PC notes form. I will dematerialize for the fans.
1: Lord save us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's
0: gonna be before
1: something. we leave, should we give a grade for this
0: night? I think we should. Yes, uh, and, and I, I will let you guys something. go first
2: one of those WrestleManias that I was not looking forward to. And Night 1 definitely had a lot of the feuds that just for me were killed with the booking. But surprisingly this was a really good show with only one match I really fought with a stunker and a couple of filler stuff but otherwise surprisingly fun stuff. There were three, two legitimately great matches Cesaro and Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and I would encourage people to watch Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, even if the storyline for that one sucked. For me, WrestleMania night one was an overwhelming success. I'm so glad we have fans back, and I wish they could be back sooner. So people, please wear a mask, get your vaccines. Don't believe people on Twitter. Trust me. Trust me. Don't believe people on Twitter.
1: But you can always believe people on the totally odd 10 out of 10? 7 out of 10. Oh, 7 out of 10.
0: I'm like, oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Someone really likes Bad Bunny. My job would have hit the floor. That's what I should have given AEW Revolution.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I,
0: will, I will march down to South Carolina. Go into your house. And, and I, will you strip strip I will strip naked. I will strip naked.
1: If you give AEW Revolution, a 10 out
0: of 10. <laughs> I will let you strum my guitar, good sir. Anyway.
1: Well, let's, let's bring this back here a minute. <laughs> this show I, I can't actually believe sky i'm gonna give you uh, just a teaser so what i'm gonna give i'm gonna give a higher grade than you just did whoa damn now here's why i've learned that i cannot no longer judge wrestling shows based on their pro wrestling it's just you can't do it there's just not enough of it to to warrant on that so i judge wwe based on wwe's standard scale Right what what's the par for their course and what are they able to bring to the table So
0: you're grading on and a rally. curve
1: And for the most part they really don't put together good shows I mean it's just uh, on on average they're under par at best But this this show from top to bottom even the crap matches because I liked the women's turmoil even though it's a crap gimmick just a wee bit more than both of you did and, I've, and I liked pretty much every other match on this card, even though there were some logistical problems I had with it, a la Bad Bunny and a la the main event and why it was there. But for, for the matches that were brought in, for the quality of work that was done, for the dynamic with the fans, for what they usually can pull out at WrestleMania, this was, and for the outcomes, where you can't really be mad, or at least I couldn't, at any of them. Even though that tag turmoil was a little confusing. But all of them made sense. They had logic behind them. The matches were were at least decent in quality, if not terrific. We got two A-grade matches with two completely different styles that both knocked things out of the park. And a main event that was quite good if you took it out of the bubble that it was in. I give this show, based on what WWE normally gets and normally gives us. This show was an 8 out of 10. Wow. Easy. Easy. And compared to what we were going to get in Night 2, which will not get an 8 out of 10, and in fact I will spoil, will not be even in the top 5 percentile of 10. Top 5 percent. This show over delivered in a way that left me be left me actually proud to be a wrestling fan for the first time in a very long time and if there was somebody who said to me defend your love of pro wrestling i could show them something in 2021 that was actually worth watching
0: i can dig that i can dig that um so skyler gave the show a seven out of ten sean gave it an eight out of ten i'm gonna squeeze in between my two buddies here I am the cream of this Oreo. I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Does that make me the bottom
2: boy?
0: Yes. I don't I'm want out. To be the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. And you know what you do with the cream? You lick it off. Anyway. Well, would you look at the time? <laughs> would you look at the time? Go, look for, go listen that old dusty trail. Go listen to the Court Martial Podcast, for our review of Night 2. Like, comment, unsubscribe, and all that good stuff. Good night, everybody. Peace.